BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are now listening to The Awakened Soul. I want to welcome everybody to a special edition of the Awakened Soul podcast. Um, we were going to kind of wait to do this until uh, Sunday's episode, but, you know, I figured with how much of it's going around and in social media and everywhere else, why wait if we have the chance and the opportunity to go ahead and touch on it now and get it out to you people so um, you guys can just, you know, hear some conversation about it. Hopefully it'll calm some of you down. Hopefully it'll enlighten some of uh, the other people who are just, you know, kind of reacting to what they see on social media and the news. But uh, with me, if you guys didn't guess who I would have to cover a topic like this, it is the Andrew Bello. Andrew, what's going on? Not too much, man. I'm I'm very excited to talk about all of this as serious as all of this is. And, 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 and at the same time, ridiculous, really, like the fact that this is the, now the centerpiece of our culture is shit going on at the before a football game like you know it's just all sort of silly at the end of the day but there's some deep stuff going on here it's a lot from there's a lot of angles to touch on this i'm I'm ready to hit them all with you man let's do it all right so let's just start from the top so uh, i mean well there's a few different things that w- with trump in the sports we're gonna go first to his tweet um on uh football and he said that players who protest during the national anthem are SOBs and hope that they would be fired on the spot. Um, then we also, after that, we got a uh, Twitter message from him. Well, not a message, but a tweet from him uh, rescinding Steph Curry and the Warriors invitation to the White House. Um, I, we can start wherever you want to, Bello. What, what what are your initial thoughts right now? When you when, What were your initial thoughts, I should say, when you heard about this tweet before the outrage even started? Yo, this is why I love this guy. Like, that's seriously what I'm thinking about when he tweets this stuff out. I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah, we should fire these guys. Like, that they want to disrespect the anthem and all that sort of stuff. We'll get into that in a whole other thing. But Trump's Twitter feed is not official White House statements. So this is literally just Donald Trump, the man who's got more attention on him than he could have ever imagined he'd have. Just literally spewing his thoughts out for the world. And he's called... Kim Jong-un, little rocket man via Twitter, and the world is yet to blow up. So maybe everyone should just realize that no one really takes this seriously and no one really should take it seriously. These are the the banterings of a very stressed man who's got more important shit. Yes, he should be focusing on. But at the same time, this is his stress relief. Like this is this is how Trump is going to keep from going crazy and actually nuking everybody. Just let it go. Like the Twitter feed is just going to be what it is. It's not changing if you're not going to like like it, you just better get used to it. 
woo. All right. And so, <laughs> and so let, let's, let's talk about that. Cause you did say that people who are disrespected in flag. So you, you take the kneeling as disrespect to the flag. I look at it is, well, I look at it from a couple of different fronts. Yes. I think while that flag also represents these, you know, these protesters rights to protest, I completely get that angle. It very much, you know, it, it all goes in circles when you get into that whole free speech thing there, which it is still as of right now, a free speech issue. While I think it should be a workplace issue and Roger Goodell should have put a lid on this two years ago, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I look at it as it's just sort of a silly way to protest. No political movement in the history of ever has ever like in, in America has ever gotten its message across by burning flags and disrespecting the anthem or dis you know, disrespecting the flag or however people are looking at it, because a lot of people look at it from different points of view. I look at it as a you're disrespecting a, a nation by saying but pointing it at the anthem and at the flag in this particular instance. You are taking a shot at the nation. There's a myriad of other ways I guess they could have gotten their point across. If they're so adamant about it, why are they even playing? Like, just strike. Like, we're going to strike until, you know, you guys like your football. We're going to stop playing football until whatever issue they are, whatever issue anyone in particular is talking about. Because I feel like most people don't even know what the core of this issue is, too. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, but I also I look at it from the silly aspect of it. It's like if you rubbed a magic lamp, you used your third wish to fuck with the genie. Like, why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? You have the, you have this ability because of this country. So why use it against the country? I don't know. It's well, OK. And here, here's my mindset on it. Not to cut you off. Is that no, it, go. <laughs> is that you say strike now strike is when you, you that's not a protest that's a direct action when you boycott or strike that's a direct direct action a peaceful protest you know quietly taking a knee quietly having symbolism isn't isn't at the level of what a strike would be to me now that's when i would feel like it's a little bit differently and you know i i don't i don't personally feel like it's disrespectful to the flag to kneel i would i would feel maybe it's disrespectful to turn your back to the flag during the national anthem um some of the players who chose not even to come out during the national anthem i feel I feel like that's a that's a bit much but as as far as a peaceful protest i mean you have the right to protest that that's that's part of our laws you have the right to protest any way that's peacefully and that's what this is but even more importantly than that i look at it a little differently let let's let's stop focusing so much on the form of protest and let's focus on why the protest is happening and i think that that's that's what's happening a lot now it, it's the 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 media has has swung this so far from what the message behind the protest was and made it just about kneeling on the flag i can only take a few things from it either they don't care the reason why the why the why the protest is going on. They want to distract from the the from the meaning behind the protest, or just because it doesn't affect them, they want to affect and and change the rhetoric. And this is completely away from Trump. This is even even really mentioning Donald Trump here. This is just the fact of the protest. The protest originally started um, because of the injustices that were going on in our society that Colin Kaepernick and many other pe- people felt towards African American or other ethnic people and so i i always keep a mind on that and and i did the same thing when i lived in st louis i was all on my social media saying how when the mike brown situation happened and people were rioting they made it completely they, they took the focus completely off the fact that a young man lost his life and just made it about something else and i feel like that's what's happening here what, what do you how do you take that what i just said 
Yeah. Um, there, well, there's, there's a lot to go with that. I mean, the issue itself is, yeah, it's very ambiguous at this point. It's been so blurred and so buried deep, deep down. Um, I do want to talk about the actual issue at some point before we end all this. So, so don't let me get past that. But, um, at this point, it's now become, it's about fuck Donald Trump, right? Like, because 90% of the people that all of a sudden are doing it now over the last week weren't doing it before. And it's because Trump decided to tweet all this stuff and they're, they're no longer standing for the core issue of police brutality against, against, you know, I guess particularly black men or black people, uh, was, was sort of the core issue, at least from my understanding. Uh, but now it's, now it's, you know, we're speaking out against the president and that's completely falling into his trap. Like, I hate to say it, but, but, but people biting on all that, they're kind of getting baited. Like Trump wants this. I don't know if he did it. This is Ben Shapiro says this. Yeah, I don't know if he did it on purpose necessarily because I'm at the point to where I don't know that he's doing anything on purpose. Um, but it works out in that now he's turned this issue about kneeling on the flag as opposed to what the issue is already, you know, w- was about originally. And people are, are now the people in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, all the states that he won the, the general election with. All those people are looking at it like, yeah, fuck these people for kneeling on the flag. And I, you know, I don't mean to belittle it that little much, but that's sort of what the general sentiment is in that part of the country. You see people booing the people kneeling and, and it's like the national anthem's about the play. These people are booing. That's how passionate and raged they are about it. Um, it, it's just, it, it's kind of crazy that now it's, it's turned into instead of this issue was going on over here. And that's why the protest was now it's turned into a majority i would say a majority of the audience is looking at it from the aspect of they don't like this i don't think they like it if they don't like why the protest is going on they don't like that you know just that the protest is going on and all of this is now become even less about football than it ever was i don't know it's 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 a lot well true but this is this is part of a lot of people's problems with donald trump is that this is um, causing separation in our, in our country. I mean, just look at it like Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones, two huge public supporters of Donald Trump, yeah. spoke out against Donald Trump. This, this is, this is just causing more separation. And that's my issue with it. And I get it. And I know that your point of this is Donald Trump just having fun. I don't, I, I'm not giving the man enough credit to say that this is what he wanted because I don't really think he cares yeah. that much, but. It's 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 this this little thing like this. People even more so than politicians look up to athletes. Young kids look up to athletes. And now that you have the whole, for for the most part, the majority of the National Football League doing this, it's it's definitely going to turn some heads. And while it's not necessarily going to swing any votes out of Donald Trump's way, well, well states out of Donald Trump's um, support, but it, it's 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 more. To me, than that, than 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 politics. This is right down to the core. Like to see people like Tom Brady, like I said, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, owners, players, everyone kneeling down like this. Like that type of symbolism isn't going to go away anytime soon. Just the fact that people said it. Now it didn't happen Monday night. Thank God. You know it, it, it's gotten a little bit better. But when Donald Trump attacked, well, they did like a whole hullabaloo on Monday night. There yeah, was like a did. kneel and then a stand. And it was like a, I think they did a can can at one point. It, it, it just, well, well, they kneeled before the anthem. They kneeled before, but they stood once the national anthem started playing. So that, that's a little bit different. See that that's, I think okay. if this, if it would have started off this way, 
it would have it it maybe would have never got got to this point like they kneeled before the national anthem the moment that national anthem started playing they all stood up so um yeah. maybe maybe that's what it evolves to now maybe it does you still get that same symbolism i can't say i'm i'm not in the nfl unfortunately but um i mean what and i and i know you're a trump supporter i know you you you, but you have called the man out on some of the things that he hasn't done. You, you're you're very fair with that. But what do you think about just the division? God, sometimes I just can't talk. The division that it's causing or seems to be causing um, in, in the country. And then we're going to hop over to the NBA side of things. But let, let's continue this with the NFL. All right. Well, I, I think the division that he's causing, I will go as far as to say that, yes, in fact, he is causing division. But I, I will say that whatever he would have normally been able to do, like I look at this like uh, not to, not to jump sports, but Kobe, Kobe Bryant. This is one of these ones that, that hits me hard because I love Kobe and I don't want to hear him talking shit about other dudes I love. So, um, you know, uh, he, he said something about like a man whose very name causes such divisiveness, um, you know, shouldn't be speaking about making America great again or could never make America great again. And my thought is, yeah, Trump does not do himself any favors, but we have a bulk of the people that hate him have no idea why they hate him or they hate him for a complete and utter fallacy. It's Russia. It's he's racist. It's he called Mexicans rapists. It's this, that and the other thing. Like it's all of these things just like or he made fun of a disabled reporter and none of that like happened the way it happened. It was all media spin. And now you have people like like I, I often say like, all right, when he makes a mistake for me, it's like mistake number three or four. For the people on the other side, it's mistake like one million one hundred thousand four hundred, you know, whatever the. Yeah, it, it just. It, I'm looking at it from, what what actually happened. I guess you know, not to say that people, are completely brainwashed by it, but a lot of the the animosity towards him was was a result of of essentially a slander and libel fest from our media for an extended period of time, and it still got him the presidency. But at the end of the day, like I just think that there's such a there, people who have a perception of him as literally Hitler, like that exists. And that's ridiculous. Like by any measure, that's a ridiculous assessment of the man. True. But but considering these factors, A, the man didn't win the popular vote. So I think that that would be some reason to not say certain things that he does just because he knows it's going to cause an uproar. Even if he doesn't care, the fact is, is that you know your your community your country the 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 people that you are are representing at at some point as a leader and bello you know you you know me as a leader if if there was some crap going on amongst the members of the wwp and let's say you and redneck were into it and redneck or you said something and i was like anyone who says that is a son of a bitch like i wouldn't cause that division just as a leader i would not do that amongst my people um, regardless of, of who I felt was right or not, I may pull you both to the side. And I mean, Trump's not at the level of pulling anyone to the side, but shouldn't just some things be beneath the office of the White House? Shouldn't shouldn't it just be some things that as the man who has as much to worry about as what he does? I mean, fuck, we can go to war with North Korea at any moment. Like, seriously, shouldn't things like this he 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 should overlook sometimes not all the time because we want him to talk about things that are going on in our country in our world socially but just to this level shouldn't it and then he followed the tweets up with more tweets about it like it it just at some point yeah at some point just let it go yeah i think he's just especially i'm looking at it from trying to look at it from his perspective he's got to be looking at it like the people that are hating him right now always 
hated him, they're always going to hate him. So the divisive, like the division is already there. I mean, is, you know, he's sort of throwing a, a few haymakers towards the other side, I suppose, now and then, but none more than are thrown at him by the media and by these celebrities on a regular basis. So you got, again, you, you know, it's unfortunate that people look up to these celebrities that they wait, that they do, but like Katy Perry has formed people's political opinions. That's, that's not good. That's not a good sign for our future. Whether she was liberal or conservative, she's Katy Perry. What what could she possibly know about much? She's just been lived this pampered lifestyle for God knows how long. Um, you know, it's just I, I don't know. It, it's one of these things where I just think, and I'm with him on this. Like I don't think he's gonna win a ton of people over. I don't think he's ever gonna really lose a bunch of people. So he's just gonna go out there and do Trump because it's really what's gotten him here. Yeah, it got it got him there, but at some point you just you just need you you won you won the presidency. So all the haters like you 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 at some point you don't have to stop you have to stop responding to them. I I look at it like take the Jay Z mindset. At some point Jay Z's just stopped caring who dissed him and he just did him. And regardless if you never turn those people around, at least you can stop throwing fuel on the fire by always having yeah. to respond to everyone like and i pick your battles that i guess that's what i'm saying pick your battles there are much bigger fish to fry for the for the office of the white house than steph curry like that that's just what i feel yeah i guess i mean i could i could totally see the point but getting back to you said um is this beneath the office of the white house maybe like i i mean yeah probably but at the end of the day, I think we all need to take a good hard look at what the presidency actually is in 2017, not just because Trump's there. It's I mean, even Obama, to a degree, was sort of like a celebrity president. I mean, he had don't get me wrong. He had more political experience than Trump did by by a landslide. But not all that much. He was up against like, you know, a decorated war hero who's been in the Senate for 20 years. Obviously, politics, all that other stuff. But. Obama was kind of a celebrity president in and of himself. He he charmed the shit out of America in 2006 when he made that DNC speech and then made another a couple of years later. And you know, did anyone really know a whole lot about Obama's policies heading into his thing? You know, at the end of the day, he was just he was just charming and he was there and people wanted him because they were sick of Bush and they hated the Republicans. And now we got the same thing the other way with Donald Trump. I, I don't think the presidency is this. It deserves respect because of all the people who have held the office before. But if it was all this great of a position, like think of how different it would be if Trump could have done all the things that he actually wanted to do. He's the president. Like he can't really do all that much. Well, yeah. And I think people do have a misconception of what the president can and can't do. But I'm, I'm glad you brought Obama up. Um, because NFL players, Matt Burke, Craig Hodges, both players that decided not to visit the White House when Obama was in office because they didn't believe in his uh, views of being pro-life or was it pro whatever which one it was. They didn't believe in that. So they chose not to go to the White House. President Obama did not attack those guys in tweets. He didn't even comment on it to my recollection because it really didn't need to go to that level. Um, So, I mean, I, I get it. And I, I, I'm with you. Obama was a celebrity president, but he still had an air about himself to where it's certain things he just didn't need to comment on. And, and, and still freedom of speech. I'm just a guy sitting here on a podcast. So, I mean, that same freedom of speech is definitely, um, extended to our president as well. But like I said, just with all the things that are going on right now, like I said, specifically with North Korea, like literally the, the, the North Korea shit legitimately scares the shit out of me. Um, cause that man, he, that man's just crazy as fuck. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't I don't know, and this and even if he did feel 
like he was just called and he had to comment on it. It's the follow up tweets like it just it stirs the pot and it keeps the drama brewing. And as you know, I'm not one for drama. I'm kind of one to just say my piece and move the fuck on. Uh, so maybe I'm just looking looking at it from that perspective. But, you know, it, it's all this hoopla and the fact that it's probably going to keep going for another week now, as long as he keeps tweeting, it keeps it going on, regardless of what anybody else is doing. Eventually, other people's voices will be drowned out strictly off the fact that our president isn't really paying them any attention. And I think that that's what this situation calls for sometimes. Yeah, no, I could I, I could totally get that. Part of me laughs when when people complain about the tweets a lot, because if you don't like him and you don't want him running things like isn't this the shit you want him worrying about? Like Nikki Haley's got North Korea and Mattis has got North Korea and, but you know, FEMA's handling Puerto Rico very soon. He's going down there next Tuesday for everybody freaking out thinking he's trying to distract from our lack of aid down there. FEMA was down there well before the storm. We did what we could do. We'll do more. Um, but you know, like there's things like all this stuff's getting handled. Like if you don't like Trump, you want him tweeting at Steph Curry because that means he's not tweeting at Kim Jong-un. I don't know. It's just it's just sort of a, you know, obviously it's not like a political or policy argument by any means. But with Trump, a lot of it is sort of cultural, like he's winning with his base every time he takes a shot at a spoiled celebrity. Like Steph Curry had the opportunity on multiple occasions to really explain why he doesn't want to go. And he hasn't really done so. Like, I, I don't know why he doesn't well, want to go. I to watched his an defense. interview the other day where he was asked point blank and he didn't say anything. Well, to his defense, they were supposed – his team was going to come together and make a decision on if they were going to go – I think Saturday they were supposed to do that, even before the tweets and the response came out. So, I mean, a lot of what he didn't have to comment on it for was because he's not deciding just for him. His team was supposed to come together, and whatever they decided, he was going to go with, to, at least to my knowledge. So yeah. maybe, maybe that le- that leads to a lot of in- is what comes off as uh, undecisiveness on his part or, or not really – coming out with a firm reason of why he's not going. But even with that, even if he didn't have a reason, then let the man look like a fool for not really having a reason to go instead of like, to me, that tweet at Stephen Curry of of rescinding the invitation came off as like the kid who's at the park with his basketball. And because, and because he loses the game, he takes his ball and goes home (laughs) and now no one else can play. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) But the problem is, is in this case, his whole base hates everybody who was just playing the game like we were all rooting for him this whole time we want him to take the fall and go home true but you i mean you but that causes more division in our country like you can't just i understand playing to your base you have to you have to keep your base because that's what a base is it's your support system but at the same time in that seat you have to kind of Try, you have to at least attempt to bring people together. And if they don't come together, if the left hates you so much after even when you're trying to bring them together, then just let them look like fools. Don't play into their hands. Even even though now a lot of them are, are looking like raving idiots. Not, and I'm not saying basketball players. I'm talking about politicians and, and leftist uh, media and news reporters are looking like idiots. Um But let them let them. They're going to look like that anyway. Like le- legitimately, they're going to look like that anyway without you having to stir the pot at all. Yeah, no, I would. There's a lot of times that I'm uh, that I'm looking at it going like, oh, just let them go. Just let them eat themselves. Like half the time, like with this whole thing, it's just from jump. Like he said what he said about the players kneeling and they all just jumped on it. Like now it's everybody's freaking out about it when it really wasn't an issue. At the end of the day, he was talking about something that hasn't really been all that relevant, all that, you know, Kaepernick getting signed, not getting signed. He hasn't been 
on the field to do it. So it was kind of a dead issue. And he just out of nowhere just brings it up for no fucking reason. And everyone loses their minds about it. So I don't know. He needs to chill. Everyone else needs to chill. Like, I think across the board, there needs to be more chill. Yeah, it, it needs to be more chill in our country overall. But I do want to I know you want to you want to talk on, um, I believe, some of the NFL. You said you want to touch on uh, maybe the NBA. But before we move on to that, I just want to read a tweet from Donald Trump. <laughs> Peaceful protests are a hallmark of our democracy. Even if I don't always agree, I respect the rights of the people to express their views. Tweeted by Donald Trump, January 22nd, 2017. See, th- it, this this is why, like, it's so, like, Trump plays up. And I, I think people need to be aware of that. Trump, as as Ben Shapiro says, I know we both listen to Ben Shapiro, is that yeah. if you're really nice to Trump, he's going to talk good about you. If you're not, if you're mean to Trump, he's going to talk bad about you. And yeah. I, I think people need to be aware of that. Like, some, some of this is Trump playing into what he feels he should be doing. But I, I like that tweet. If he would have tweeted that out in the midst of this, it would have made it maybe wouldn't have calmed everybody down, but it would have at least put the highlight on people acting like a fool rather than them being able to point at our at, at the president. So I, that's I want to see more stuff like like personally more stuff like that's a tweet from a leader to me. And that's something that yeah. that that could diffuse the situation. Yeah. I totally get that. I also like I look at a tweet like that and I'm like, which staffer type that up? That's like from generic presidential tweet number 474 that they've drubbed up in some program. Like, it's just like, yes, it's all valid and it's great and it sounds wonderful. It just sounds very hallmarky and not authentic. And I, I, you know, I elected a, I, I elected a loud mouth New Yorker that just goes out there and says what he says. So, you know, at the end of the day, I totally get people having a gripe with it. I love this stuff. Like, I just love it. I'm not, I don't, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I am. I don't know. But (laughs) it's just, this is, this is what I wanted is I wanted a guy that'll just, I I wanted a bully. I wanted my bully. Like, I wanted a bully that'll bully people on my behalf. (laughs) That's really what I wanted. That's what a lot of the country wanted. People were sick and tired of athletes and, and Hollywood stars. And while that stuff shouldn't matter, it affects people's day to day more because for some reason we're obsessed with that kind of thing. Um, as just, uh, you know, not, not everybody, but you know, sort of the American culture is like celebrity obsessed. And we were, we were sick of hearing them just, you know, virtue signal at every corner. Look at the Emmys the last two years, like ratings are way down because that's all they did was just rip on Donald Trump for two years in a row. True. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what I, I can care gives two fucks about the Emmys. Like as the president, I want our country to be safe. Instead of bullying people that are within our own borders, how about let's bully some of the other stupid people around the world who are just dumbasses like like North Korea or like anyone else. Like I I I too I, I enjoy the fact that President Trump has no filter with certain things. But at the same time, like let's stop focusing in this so much in house and let's do some of this out of house. Like the little rocket man shit. I love that shit. I absolutely yeah. love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I don't know. So uh, while while there's certain times I wish he'd bite his tongue and there's certain times there's times I wish he'd be a little bit more on certain things like with the health care and all that kind of crap, like really getting 
trying to get some people on board here and like trying to get the the old hat Republicans to to lean a little bit more, give up a few things that the that the Freedom Caucus wants, because really the Freedom Caucus is the only ones on the right to have the slightest idea what they're doing. Um, so, um, you know, uh, maybe maybe try to sway some votes and stuff like that in Congress. But I don't know. I mean, there was only so much I was really expecting because yeah, at the end of the day, like Obama had the presidency for eight years. He got a couple things through gay marriage, Obamacare. That's, that's it. Like in eight years. And I'm not like trying to nitpick with them, but that's most presidencies. Most most presidents don't get four, five, six big things accomplished, even in two terms. Uh, if they have one, it's a good presidency. So, you know, if he if I got the wall, I was going to be happy. But now I'm right as of right now, I'm getting celebrities getting verbally bitch smacked all over the place. So I'm, I'm OK with this for the time being. It's it's to me, sadly enough, affects my day to day a bit more than them passing a healthcare thing or doing you know whatever with the wall because i'm no I, I live nowhere near the wall i just i just kind of want it there to feel like i'm safe for some weird reason true but at that point you're, you're like putting entertainment the entertainment value over actually getting things done and i'm not judging you for it because i mean that's what we look for from social media and everything is entertainment it's just me personally i i, I just and it's part of me also becoming an old grouchy bastard. I'd only get so much entertainment out of shit like that. Um, I, I just, I want to see shit get done. And even if he doesn't get, he's, cause he's not going to get 90% of what he tries to get done, done. It's not, it's not going to happen, but hell, I want, I want to see him try for that 90%. Like I want to see him try hard and go at it. And like celebrities, guess what? Celebrities are going to keep talking. They're always going to talk. They're not going to go anywhere. When this crop of celebrities goes away, there's going to be another crop of celebrities that oh, come yeah. up who are going to hate the next, the next set of politicians. So this is something that's never going to go away. So, I mean, just the fact of seeing them verbally bitch slap a couple of people. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it gets a couple of funny memes and tweets out there. But overall, I just want to see shit trying to get done to improve our country. Like that, that, yeah. that's, that's what I want the focus to be on. But I kind of hijacked it. You did say there was something you wanted to talk about before we in this and it's no rush. I have no time limit, but go ahead with anything that you wanted to get off your chest. All right. Well, yeah, let me go with the, uh, with the real quick with what you were just saying there is that, yeah, not necessarily entertainment, but culture. Like I think there's, um, I think American culture has taken a pretty drastic swing left. Like the, the the I I, can't, I hate keep saying virtue signaling, but just like the overall feeling in this country of like I don't know we're we're leaning towards like I'm just getting this weird vibe about where American culture has gone and not it's not a racial thing it's not a, a you know a religious thing it's not a whatever the case may be but you know like the almost demand for acceptance on certain things so quickly so fast like. The, the the transgender issue is a thing like the fact that we want to potentially bring in a, a hundreds of thousands of refugees from a part of the world that kind of isn't a huge fan of us generally um you know the, there's like a whole kind of this thing here where we're just sort of we have to accept everything no one wants to be told no everybody's special and somebody like trump coming out there and being like no you know what you're not special not everybody's special not that he's saying that specifically but somebody who's gonna push back against that towards something a little bit more stable a little bit more moderate something we can actually build uh you know build a society upon you can't live in this world where everybody's great and everything's great and this that and the other thing there needs to be hard real decisions made not that trump is actually making them but i think if nothing else moving forward we will now look very very closely at what we elect and if he hasn't necessarily made important decisions he will affect how we 
all make future important decisions. And maybe that's what we needed is a little bit of a political jumpstart, even if it comes in the or in the in the in the uh, form of four to eight years of this. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that you have more people paying attention to politics without really realizing they're paying attention to politics. Like, yeah. I think I think that's what's happening. And hopefully it, it brings a whole new awareness. I mean, that's that's the point of this podcast is, is to spread awareness. And hopefully, regardless, it's it's bringing a lot more people to take notice of, hey, now I need to pay attention to what's going on politically, because if I if I don't want another Donald Trump elected, guess what? I have to know actually what people's policies and agendas are, at least to what they're presenting. And, you know, let's just stop. And I, and I said this back when it was Barack, like I, I was all for people voting for Barack if they truly wanted him to be president. But not just let's not just vote for Barack because he's black and we're black like that. That shit irks the hell out of me. Um, So hopefully I mean, I'm getting sidetracked, but hopefully, yes. All of this, regardless of stuff that's that's happening and how bad it's getting, it take it makes people be a little bit more aware of what's going on politically in our country. Yeah, actually, you know what? That is sort of a thing I wanted to ask about. It's a little risque of me to ask, but I'll ask it nonetheless. To what degree does something like, quote, blackness play into this protest? Like there's there's a lot of people kneeling. Like I said, they weren't kneeling. Is there some sort of pressure, maybe perhaps amongst the community that like you know if you're you you get the emails all the time like you're not black like i'm sure that shit's going on in locker rooms i think there's a certain degree of people that are sort of doing the protest facetiously and uh just completely unaware of what the real issue is they're just doing it because everybody else is doing it or because they feel pressure to do it for political or racial or social reasons well i think now i think at least what we saw this last sunday wasn't necessarily about social or racial injustices at all i think what we saw sunday was nfl players saying that regardless of their differences you can't attack the nfl shield and i think that that was them all binding together saying okay no we're not going to let anyone come in come in what we do and say that any of us should be fired. I, I just, I, that's how I look at this. Okay. And I know, I know a lot of people are going to make it about, oh, race. It, it, I truly don't think Sunday was about this. I think Sunday was about Donald Trump said NFL players should be fired and the NFL players said, you know what? Fuck this bastard. You're not attacking the shield. That, that's what I think it was. All right. No, and that's fair. And I'm sure there's a multitude of perspectives to have about all of this. I just, I was kind of curious and particularly with somebody even like, like Steph Curry and, um, and Colin Kaepernick to a degree. I mean, Colin Kaepernick raised by a white family, like in, in some way he might feel some sort of guilt about it. And hence he wanted to bring, um, you know, this sort of subject to light or felt that he was compelled to or, or, in order to maybe prove himself amongst the community that this was something he wanted to bring to light. I'm just saying, as always, try to, you know, put people, uh, you know, look, look at their perspectives, look at their biases or whatever the case may be. Uh, Steph Curry in particular, like, again, I don't know where his stance on what issue he has, but he doesn't want to go to the White House for some reason. That much we know. I just think, like, if you're going to protest, know what you're talking about. Colin Kaepernick at least has somewhat of an idea of what he's talking about. But nonetheless, I did want to get to the issue of, of the police brutality against black men in particular. I went ahead and did some research. I had to see exactly what we're looking at here. Cause uh, you know, I was on here with the transgender thing. If nothing else, I brought some statistics to the table. Um, so Roland Fryer is an economics professor from Harvard university, African-American gentleman, by the way, uh, Washington post statistics is something he broke down for 2016. I believe this year is, 
um, he showed that there's basically no actual evidence of any sort of racial bias amongst police shooting. And here's a couple things that we throw out here. Uh, deaths by homicide amongst white and Latino people, 12% were killed by police. Amongst black people, 4% were killed by the police. Um, they found through these statistics uh, amongst FBI data as well that uh, a a armed black man is 18 and a half times more likely to shoot a police officer than a police officer to shoot a unarmed black man. So there's, you know, they're through all these statistics here. I just want to say, I don't think it's not happening. And all lives matter, black lives matter, all that stuff. It's all true. Actually, some lives don't matter. We all know a few people. Come on, let's let's face it. But for the most part, all lives matter. And I'm not saying that even the 17 people who were shot and unarmed black men that were shot and killed in 2016, their lives matter. But they were 17 people out of 995 total police shootings on the year in a population of almost 320 million people. This is far from an epidemic. And I just think that that needs to be put in some sort of perspective. It matters. And it's an issue worth fighting. But I look at it as 17 cops made 17 bad decisions for 17 different reasons. And it's not necessarily something that's literally happening every day the way that the the media and these protesters might have you believe. Well, true. And I I think that and me and was it actually it was me and Big Ray and I believe I can't remember whose podcast I was on, but it was, it was, it was like a year ago at this point is that I think ultimately the fact that it was so publicized that cops were getting off for killing people, like it was, it was more publicized. And so yes, it's going to stir more up in the public conscience. But even with that said, I said then when I was on that podcast, like I said, I could have sworn it was with Big Ray, but, um, on that podcast, it's let, let's stop. For regardless, let's take the statistics out the way. Let's train cops better to where they don't feel because a lot of cop shootings, regardless of race, are all about being nervous, being scared. How about let's train our cops up better and give them more protection to the fact of they don't feel like they have to kill anyone necessarily unless they pull out a gun against them. Now, even with that said, the the, the common thing to happen in our country, of course, if anything gets more media behind it it's going to cause more of a ruckus and there was a whole summer in which there was black man after black man after black man after black man be either being attacked either being shot or whatever else in social media so you you have to expect that that's gonna spread that's the point of social media things things that that 10 years ago may have only caused a bit of an uproar in a community are now causing uproars in the world because guess what they go viral. Once, once that yeah. possibility of it going viral, you have, but you also have to respect that. Like that, that does is in all things is going to determine a lot of what the public, um, opinion is. And so that's why, you know, it, it became such a big thing. And, and yes, I know statistically it, it's, it's a law, it's a minute number statistically. But the fact is that when you have a whole summer, in which black man after black man is being shot, specifically a black man who was in a car with his wife and got shot, lost his life all because the cop was nervous. Or another time where a black man was uh, with the whole I can't breathe thing, like that whole situation, like those things are going, they should elicit a response in everybody. Like regardless of color, yes. if you see somebody yes. die wrongfully, exactly. it should elicit a response in you. Yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly right. At the end of the day, it should be about 
the particular instance of police brutality, its egregiousness, its need for punishment and for justice. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of white people that get shot and killed by police officers, a lot of unarmed white people and more, more than black people. But obviously there's the difference in percentage as far as the, the population goes. Um, but you don't, you don't necessarily see them always on television. I'm just saying it's not quite the epidemic that it's out that, you know, that people are, are making it out to be. Let's look at the cases individually. Let's, let's determine if there's a racial bias, like, fuck that cop like i'll be the first one to stand in line with you on that one but they do have an important job they have a dangerous job they do get nervous um you know and and sometimes not to say again not to say that none of this matters it all matters for the families and all that stuff but it's just you know i get the whole summer thing like it, it but it was you know 17 over the course of a year that's one every three weeks still terrible one is more is more than enough um, but it's just like uh, it, it's it's turned into such a massive issue. There's other things out there that we can be raising, raising awareness uh, about as well. Uh, bigger issues that these players could be taking up. And again, I don't know that a lot of these players even know that that's the core of the issue to begin with at this point. I just I wish that the protesters because like, somebody who wants to sort of be challenged and enlightened. I, like, I want somebody on that side to have a really good argument for me so that I can talk to them about it and learn more about it. But I'm not looking at that right now on a lot of situations. Steph Curry's like, I don't want to. Colin Kaepernick's got socks on that have pigs with police hats on. Like, this isn't a great message. These aren't intelligent arguments. I just want somebody to, you know, to present something to me. So find me on Twitter <laughs> at the Andrew Bello and yeah. let's talk about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let's, let's, let's definitely talk and, and let, let's peacefully talk. Like I said in the last episode of The Awakened Soul, when you have a difference with somebody, come from a place of understanding. Like me and you, this conversation went very well. I think that we're pretty much aligned on opposite sides. And yeah. yeah and yes, people are going to say, Oh, well, you guys are friends anyway. But I mean, it's, it's just a conversation. There's, there's no need. We're just trying to get an understanding. We're trying to gain an understanding from each other. And I hope that. People, at least if one person listens to this and realizes, okay, I can have a conversation with somebody on the other side and not, it not devolve into just a bunch of throwing accusations and names at each other, then you know what? We did our job here, Andrew. Yeah, I hope so. This is, this is not necessarily a conversation any two random people could have. I think this is a conversation that would necessarily need to be had between two friends. Well, no, and um, I'm saying that, but there, this thing is tearing up families. Like, that's true. Yeah. Like, I don't so, know. I mean, I, I, when I have a conversation with a lot of people about these types of things, I'm in the middle of an argument literally right now with a gay friend of mine on Facebook about the transgender military ban, like as we speak. Um, and he, you know, he's starting to already like lean on, like I'm coming from a place of hate. And I'm like, I'm coming from a place of logic and reason and, and non-emotional processing of the information. And, and obviously that's, you know, that's my spin on it. I get it. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like you gotta be, you got to be available. You got to you got to be vulnerable. You got to go out there and ask the hard questions. I asked a couple questions during the course of this that most white people would not ask their friend, their black friends, I would imagine. Uh, so, you know, I just you got to be you got to be able to just have that conversation. And uh, you, you know, you and I have a have a trust and a, and a rapport. So I feel like I can have these conversations with you. And I I really do hope people learn from this. And I, I hope you know, everybody comes away with it 
comes away from it with at least a little bit of something from either my end or if there's anybody that happens to be on my end that that picks up a little bit from yours conversation people we're going to do this we're going to get through this we are we are definitely going to get through this and andrew you you are you know man you already know our relationship you know i have much love for you and much respect like even more so than that i respect the hell out of you so when you say something i listen like I, I listen, I may not agree with you, but I definitely take it in and try to learn from it. And, I, and we, we do the same with each other. And that, that's why I love having you on. I know I always have you except for like one time for extremely deep topics, but thank you for it. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem, man. And yeah, right back at you. Yeah. When CEO Hayes says something, the Andrew Bello listens and, uh, you can, you can find me on Twitter at the Andrew Bello. You could find me also for wrestling chatter, less serious stuff at WWPN Bello. All right, I just wanted to get the plugs out in case I forgot them. Anything yeah. else, man? No, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and send them away. Andrew, thank you again. You can follow, follow me or find me at CEO Hayes. Anywhere that I am, it's at CEO Hayes. Uh, send emails. Let us know what you feel about this at uh, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Let me know. You can also get to me at CEO Hayes at gmail.com if you, for some reason, can't get through the, the podcast email. But Thank you, guys. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everyone who's uh, listened to this. This went a little bit longer, but it, it's jam-packed full of information. So thank you, and uh, we'll be hearing from you again. I'll be back. Peace. Peace.
MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.